1: Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. and We have a great show for you today with the legendary ESPN anchor, Linda Cohn, someone I've looked up to for a very long time, watching her on TV on SportsCenter and just someone in the hockey community that's been super powerful and, and had such a strong voice you know, for forever since I've been playing the sport. So very honored that she was able to come on. We've got that. We don't have so much more. I took a little bit to talk about what's going on with the Rangers right now, how they looked in preseason. But I really wanted to keep The focus on the interview with Linda, so let's get into it. Adam Fox with a beauty. Save Shesterkin. It's a hat trick for Mika Zibanejad. Kako shoots. for anyone that's watched the Rangers in preseason thus far, they laid an absolute egg in the first game against the Islanders, but looked pretty great against the Boston Bruins the other night, especially our Temi Panarin and Capo Caco looked like they were in mid season form. Those two are going to be a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun on Rangers Twitter this season. So really excited to watch the progression of Capo Caco in his third season and really excited to watch Artemi Panera Panarin come back and be a force to be reckoned with around the NHL. Everyone knows how good he is and Ranger fans know how good he is. So hopefully he can lead this team by example on the ice. I know he mentioned that he doesn't want to be the captain away from the ice but um, hopefully he can come in and, and really dominate this season and I know a lot of Ranger fans expect that from him and hope that for him so I have no doubts in my mind that Artemi Panarin could even lead the league in points who knows I mean anything is possible for this Rangers team I know there aren't such high expectations but a full 82 game season I think it could really be possible for this team to make the playoffs and if they're going to make the playoffs they need Panarin to produce and Kako honestly so very excited to watch those two guys play Another two guys I want to talk about are Anthony Potato and Keith Kincaid. I am a little disappointed. They were both placed on waivers. Um, sad to see those guys go. Two Long Island guys, two great guys in the locker room for what it looks like. Um, pretty big personalities. And, A lot of fun off the rink. Uh, I know there was a lot of funny videos of Potato with his Long Island accent, especially when the Knicks provided the Rangers with their own basketball jerseys in the locker, and Potato had a really funny video at that. And then Keith Kincaid with his post-game Twitter stuff. I mean, those were a lot of fun. The emoji things that he did uh, on Twitter, that was a lot of fun for Ranger fans to interact with. So going to miss those two guys, um, but I'm sure they'll find another team to play for and, and have much success this season but I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor Blue York for those of you who don't know like I say every single week they're a fan-made brand that makes custom designs content and apparel for the blue shirts I've got some t-shirts some hoodies some hats they got some really great stuff They got some new stuff coming out. I saw a nice cool sweatshirt they posted the other day that I'm trying to get my hands on. So go to imblueyork.com and use code Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y to get 15% off of anything on their website. That's imblueyork.com and use code Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y. They got some great stuff. So you definitely want to get the merch while you can before the season starts, because once the season does start, I'm sure a lot of it will be sold out. So go to imblueyork.com and use code Johnny. I didn't want to take too much time up. I do want to go into this interview with Linda Cohen. You guys are going to love her. If you don't know her, I don't know how you could possibly not know her. She's an absolute legend in every sense of the word, so I hope you guys enjoy it. This is somebody who definitely does not need an introduction, but I have to note that she's in the Oswego State Athletics Hall of Fame as well as the Jewish Hall of Fame, Uh, but you might know her as the ESPN anchor, the legendary anchor, I might add to that. Welcome to the show, Linda Cohen. It's an absolute honor to have you on here.
0: Oh, Johnny, thanks for the great intro, kind words, really appreciate your interest and it's my pleasure to be on.
1: So for you, I have to imagine just everything we've been through in the last year and a half of COVID and now with the NHL coming back to ESPN and TNT, I've said it a couple of times on here, but it, this has to be the most anticipated NHL season in the last 20 years.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Cause it's back to normal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal being back on ESPN yeah. for the first time in 17 years and also 82 game schedules. So it was a lot of anticipation, a lot of great storylines. Uh, I'm really excited uh, because you know, I was one of the few, uh, the hockey community has reminded me, and, and I really appreciate that, that I kept the light burning. In fact, and most of the time I held the torch and led the way while hockey was not with ESPN. And so just kind of kept it alive as best as we could. But now that ESPN has it back on its family of networks, I mean, the young people like yourself, Johnny, you know, they don't know what's going to hit them. You know, when we mm-hmm. we tell stories, we'll bring out personalities, uh, everything that the NHL needs, ESPN will deliver on. And it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, a day when I found out the leader of the worldwide leader, Jimmy Pitaro, um, you know, sat down with Gary Bettman and made it happen. And uh, real hockey fans won't be disappointed. Casual hockey fans won't be disappointed. And the best part of this is that ESPN is going to grow the sport, grow that fan base uh, to people who really have never seen a hockey game, don't know who Connor McDavid is, whatever it is, they are going to reach out. Um, You know, my employers really think the two big issues here, Johnny, not issues, but missions, is growing the game, making it more diverse, and also, um, you know, telling stories, right? You know, telling stories, not not reciting the obvious to the Mm -hmm. viewer.
1: I got to give a shout out to Emily Kaplan, good friend of mine and connected us, but you guys have done an awesome job on in the crease. You know, the newest ESPN hockey podcast I've listened to all three episodes. I've been a big fan so far and you can just tell from the interviews with Stamkos, Dowdy and Gibson that the personalities that we have in the game now are just so beyond different to what the personalities were like 10 to 15 years ago. So I'm sure a lot of people ask you how the game has changed, but how has covering the game changed for you? Because it's not the same now. Like these kids are just, It's just not where it was 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. And you know what? We see that in a lot of sports. We see it in the NFL where these young quarterbacks are drafted you know, on the top. 20 or the top 15 of an NFL draft, and they're expected to perform instantly. Well, you know what? The NHL has kind of taken a page from that because we see these young kids. You know, one of the great interviews Emily and I did was with, I'm just using this as an example, uh, New Jersey Devil's Center, Jack Hughes. I mean, kid. it was a wake-up call. He's a great kid. In our latest episode, which we actually, while I'm talking to you, Johnny, uh, we taped uh, our latest um, episode of In the Crease, and I wanted to spotlight Jack Hughes and we and, you know, I rolled some um, a part of our interview and it was a, he used the word. It was a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that rookie season was like, whoa, wow, this is the NHL. Oh, my God. You know, he scored only seven goals. And then last year, of course, had a much better season, felt more comfortable, got that confidence back. And now he's looking to break out. And I really believe he will. And he's one of a young leader and he's only 20 years old and he's Mm -hmm. about to enter his third year in the National Hockey League. So that that's your point. The other thing that has changed in the league again for the better is the speed of the game with guys like Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. You know, they are like human highlight reels uh, nightly. And it is just so exciting. And to be there in person, you know, it's just the old adage for someone who doesn't know how great the game is you got to see a game in person. That has Mm -hmm. not changed. In fact, you really need to see a game in person more than you've ever needed to see a game in person. So you can really kind of feel that speed of this game and the hard hitting. It has it all. And I always, you know, preach that people who didn't grow up hockey fans who don't have an emotional connection, but if they love the NFL, if they love UFC, because of course that's a younger audience, people grew up with UFC, then they, they will love the NHL. And so, you know, ESPN, whether it's telling stories about, you know, each player behind the scenes, whatever it is, just amazing journeys. It's also going to be highlighting the game in different ways, technically, um, things that you're going to see in each and every broadcast that you haven't seen before in any of the previous networks. we're really excited to bring, you know, the hockey fan, uh, all of the games, like on ESPN Plus, Mm -hmm. all the out-of-market games. It's so cheap. What is it? Five bucks a month for ESPN Plus and get everything on it. Something crazy. And it's like, comes out to be Six cents a hockey game uh, for the season. So it is the best bargain in town. And, you know, that way you can grow the game as well, because people who normally won't see Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers, or they normally don't see Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights, or they normally don't see, you know, whoever it is, even if it mm-hmm. is the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, you can't watch Nikita Kucherov, well, you can on ESPN+. Plus. So it's really tremendous access to the game.
1: I think a big thing, too, when you talk about hockey culture also is just off the ice. And I know the Arizona Coyotes took a step in the right direction today, announcing that they're not going to enforce the suit rule. And for me, I'm I'm very excited to watch the Phil Kessel content walking through the tunnel for, for pregame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to yeah. he's gonna have some good outfits or, or maybe, you know, just throw on some shorts and a T-shirt and flip flops yeah. and walk to the rink. But yeah. I mean, a lot of people who don't watch the game use the excuse of, oh, I don't recognize them in the helmets, you know, and like. Now, I think it's so great to have that off the ice. And what's funny to me, like, you know, I saw on Instagram the other day that New York Islanders and New York or New Jersey Devils were both the Jets game. And something that we see in other sports is like Taylor Lewan going to a Predators game and ripping his jersey off and downing beers like hockey players just aren't like that. Do you think it'll ever get to a point where, you know, maybe a 22, 23 year old kid is going to go to an NBA game courtside and down his beer like Baker Mayfield does at a Cleveland Indians game or whatever their team name is now?
0: Yeah, I'll start at the beginning of your statement because you brought up the word culture. Mm -hmm. And again, this is the dress code that Arizona Coyotes got rid of, uh, and kudos to them. I talked about it in our latest episode of In the Crease with Emily Kaplan uh, because I loved it. I tweeted out, I said, you know, the haters out there rip hockey players because they say they have no personality. Well, this is a step in the right direction, Mm -hmm. right? To show off that personality with the way they dress this is not the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And it, and it cracked me up because a lot of young hockey fans disagreed with us, Johnny. And they think, oh, no, hockey players yeah. don't have to do that. They don't have to be like the NBA. And as, as for, for their downing a beer, I'm OK if they don't down <laughs> a beer. I don't care uh-huh. what they do. Uh, I like that they're at least recognized you know, at these mm-hmm. games. But um, that's part of the culture, right? Because, you know, uh, I think, you know, it is no secret that these players hear from the GMs, hear from the coaches, and they put a little bug in there and they say, hey, I tone it down a little. That mm-hmm. still goes on.
1: Mm-hmm. It still
0: goes on. I don't buy it. I mean, unless, especially if it's anything they're doing is legal, I mean, let them be them. Let them be, you know, let those personalities shine. So uh, I love what the Arizona Coyotes are doing. And by the way, the haters who's like, oh, Linda, you know, that's just because, Nobody cares about the Arizona Coyotes. So they're doing this Mm -hmm. BS. That's not the truth. And by the way, even if it is, and that's the method to their madness, who cares? Yeah, they're allowed to do it. They're doing what they want to do. And if now you know who the Arizona Coyotes are and you didn't know that team existed before, that's a win.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. And I think it's going to get a lot of good attention. I think people are going to follow their lead. Uh, You know, I I know a lot of people do take pride in their suits and everything, but um, it can only bring in more money for players, too, if they're having companies sponsor their clothing to walk down in the tunnel and, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, and they
0: need to make money, Johnny. You know, I mean, the league needs to make money. All these leagues need to make money. They lost so much money because of the whole COVID crazy. Mm -hmm. And the good news is they can still wear their suits and ties if that's what they prefer.
1: Yeah. And I actually want to talk about your playing career a little bit. I know you were a goalie at Oswego and uh, I played college hockey myself. But, you know, for you as a goalie, if if the NHL were to ever have a celebrity game for All-Star Weekend, because I know other sports do that, would you ever suit up the pads? And what other celebrities would you want in that game with you?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, I would suit up the pads. Uh-huh. I need about 30 days notice to get in <laughs> and get a little more flexibility to me. Uh, and I got to get a, my goal. Cause now I wear glasses full time and mm-hmm. I didn't when I play goal. So I don't say sports sure I,
1: goggles. Like, don't say sports no, goggles. I
0: know. What do I wear, Johnny? I mean, I got to make sure I'm like, <laughs> My goalie mask with a cage Mm -hmm. fits over the glasses, but I need to protect the glasses. So if I get hit, (laughs) the glasses don't, you know, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I got to figure that out. So when that happens, and who would I want to play with? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the list is endless. Where do I begin? I mean, I don't know. Whoever, first of all, can clear my crease and get the pucks out when I let up juicy rebounds. Mm -hmm. That's number one. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Anyone from Tom Brady, I'd love to see him. on. I know I've seen Gronk on skates. But Mm -hmm. I'd love to have Tom Brady on my team anytime—the greatest of all time. Uh, And you know, though, any—it doesn't matter. Whoever wants to play and be on my team would be great. But I think that's a great idea. Um, And they better ask me if they do have a a celebrity game.
1: Yeah, I actually I had Steve Mayer on here, and I I mentioned it to him. Um, But I know Uh, there's well, I know because like Justin Bieber plays. Yeah, he what said, did it,
0: what did what did he say? He said did it's he a good it?
1: it's a good idea, but it might be hard to execute. And I said, I'll help you if you need. But you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer,
1: exactly, good answer, Johnny. Exactly. Yeah. And, and something I'm also curious about to hear from you, I know from Emily that you're a big Kiss fan. And yes. my, my day is actually playing for the Long Island Edge when the parents would come in and dress us up. The two songs that were repeatedly on the locker room were Heaven's on Fire and Calling nice. Dr. Love. Those were like the yes. two songs oh, God. I remember in the locker room going up. But I want to know what you think of the music oh. in the NHL now because it's all like that house EDM. I'm not even I can't even get behind that.
0: Yeah, I mean, back when the Rangers were making that run, and I see the great Brian Leach jersey back there, the Hall Mm -hmm. of Famer, Conn Smythe winner, 1994, one of the greatest nights of every Rangers fan's life. Uh, But, um, you know, when they made that other run in 2014 to the Stanley Cup final, a lot of EDM, but it helped me get into EDM. And I Mm I love all genres. I mean, I love country music. I love Kiss because my son and I, who's 25, we bond over Kiss. We've seen them multiple times in concert. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't wear the makeup, but I love Paul Stanley. I'd like Paul Stanley to play in our celebrity NHL game, by the way, too. If we can make that happen, Johnny, since I'm hiring you to. I don't care what Steve <laughs> Mayer says. I mean, let's make that happen. Uh-huh. But um, I know he's like in his 70s, but he looks great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think you can go anywhere with the music. And, of course, you know you know, the two biggest genres in in North America are hip hop and country music. So, I mean, but I cannot ignore uh, classic rock or alternative as well. Mm -hmm. So I think you can mix it up, but I do love Kiss. And yes, those are two good songs. I think Gene Simmons sings lead on both those. I actually love Paul Stanley led songs like, so Love Gun. Mm -hmm. You know, I was asked once, what would be the craziest song people would be shocked to hear that you have on your Spotify list? And you know what? I should have said Love Gun, but I said, I think I love you by Partridge Family, which is also it. shocking. Yeah, it's really Google it. It's an old <laughs> song, love. but Love Gun. Great. And um, yeah, so but yeah, heaven on fire and all
1: it's all good. Well, any
0: kiss song is great.
1: Have you seen the movie Role Models?
0: Yeah, great. Great. scene. Yeah, you must you My must love that. Yeah. That. Yeah. The greatest scene uh-huh. ever who people don't get. <laughs> kiss
1: yes. <laughs> well i, I guess love
0: that you knew that oh of course
1: kiss My Anthea. that was like their yes. their name yeah, yeah. yes That's the best shit ever <laughs> well i was gonna say if, if they do a halloween game this year for the nhl and you, you got to get up in a, in a kiss costume in between the glass i
0: know i know it's just great i would love it i just love them they're great <laughs> they i'm telling you I, and their show it's all amazing you should just follow kiss online and mm-hmm. they always play clips in their shows and Fantastic. And it's just great to go to live concerts again. I'm going to uh-huh. see a couple of concerts with my daughter in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I dragged her to see I'm going to drag her to see Foreigner, mm. which is a classic band. Mm-hmm. Again, before yep. your time, Johnny. But um, and she's 30 years old, but she knows of them, obviously. But she's going gung ho. She's going to see him with me. But the uh, really I'm really excited to see Alanis uh, Morissette. So we are oh, going to see her cool. next week. So very, very excited.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so yeah. happy. Contents are back. Like it's, it's incredible. And, and just being Huge. in a, you know, I was at the giants game on Sunday, just being in like a, sorry you know, to hear
0: that. Yeah,
1: no. Well, I also I, want, I want to touch on that too, though, because yeah. you know, you're a big giants fan and Eli Manning ceremony lasted like 10 minutes long. It was not like a proper tribute to him for everything he did for New York sports. It's a, joke. It's a Joke, joke, joke,
0: absolute joke. I I'm really, uh, you know, I'm glad you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, it was, it was awful. Um, I don't even want to talk about the current Giants, but I want to talk about Eli Manning. Honestly, I'll never not be together blue. I'm always a Giants fan since I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. but it's just not a likable team right now. Yeah. Uh, I just, the way they got rid of Eli Manning, I hated the way they pushed. First of all, they shouldn't have drafted Daniel Jones as high as they did. And then uh, the way they pushed him on, you know, and, you know, pushed Eli out and bring Daniel Jones in, that was a mistake. And a lot of the Giants fan base, boy, I thought they were smarter because, Mm -hmm. yeah, all right, the last two games, Daniel Jones played good enough, okay enough. If he was on a better team to win, maybe, but it's still not good enough. And it's not, it's just a disaster. And Dave Gettleman is just awful. Mm -hmm. I can't believe he hasn't been fired already. And he, you know, and I'm sorry, I know Daniel Jones is a great guy and a quiet leader, but he's no Eli Manning. And I don't think this organization... I don't know if they'll ever appreciate what you know Eli Manning meant to this franchise, let alone the two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl yeah. MVPs. Because if it wasn't for him in so many ways, and I'm not just talking about the both Super Bowls, when they, of course, the big upset of the Patriots both times, but especially that first time, as we all know. I'm talking about the the, the run in the postseason and the moments Eli Manning had where never would have gotten to a Super Bowl without what he, he did. Mm. He's just amazing. The way he took, I mean, again, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going. You asked me about the Giants. I no, yeah yeah, not, yeah. But yeah, yeah, That run in uh, the run when you know he sent the Patriots to their first loss of the year. You know, when they uh, when winning the Super Bowl in Arizona, and mm-hmm. I was there for that, and I was there for the other uh, big win over the Patriots. But as fan, by the way, I'm always a fan first. Mm-hmm. I will not cover a game that I care so much about. But that that run of that first Super Bowl for Eli Manning. And the teams that he beat along the way, the quarterbacks he beat, Tony Romo, right? Brett Favre, right? I mean, it goes on and on. And then, of course, Tom Brady. And then, obviously, it continues. You know, the teams he beat in that second go-around and the way he escaped and battled against the 49ers in San Francisco when he was knocked to the ground 25, 26 times and each time got back up, fixed his shoulder pads, fixed his jersey, and went on and gutted it out in overtime. I mean, these are the kind of things people forget that Eli Manning did, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, ten minutes really. Come on, John Mara,
1: be better. Well, well I wanted to go into Henrik Lundqvist retirement ceremony because, for me, like, not that I was happy that he had to retire on the circumstances he did, but I'm so happy as a Ranger fan, as someone like who admired him growing up, that I never had to see him in another jersey. Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm expecting kind of
0: close. Yeah, kind of close, right? he did come
1: close, but I'm expecting January 28th to literally be like the loudest Madison square garden has been even louder than then when, than when they were in the Stanley cup final. Like, are you going to be in the building that night?
0: Uh, I hope to be, I am mm-hmm. not sure. I'm hoping I, oddly will be sent to cover that um, or just be able to go, but um, it will, you could, you make a strong case because obviously he was beloved that year. I mentioned earlier, 2014, mm-hmm. when they surprised everyone and went all the way to Stanley cup final, That was all on Henrik Lundqvist. Mm. Anyone who's a Ranger fan knows that. Uh, That team was challenged in so many areas, but never in goal. And he carried that team on his back. And uh, it's going to be a special night. And yeah, it seems kind of strange. And he loves New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can only think of a few athletes over the decades and decades that um, love New York, like even more than the team than the organization. Mm-hmm. And that's what Henrik Lundqvist did. He fell in love with New York City and is still in love with New York City. It's truly amazing yeah. uh, that love affair that he has had with this city. So I can't wait for that night. It's going to be special. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a box of tissues near me wherever <laughs> I am watching it.
1: Same here. I, I'm also a big NBA fan. I'm a huge Knicks fan. I know you're a Knicks fan as well. And I actually loved last year when they had the, I think it was like seven, eight, uh, 9 10 playing games for the NBA playoffs and I think it drew such a good audience Yeah, um, you know, it was because like, it had like a game seven environment and with the way the NHL playoffs are set up right now I, I hate the division play I, I love when it was one through eight and anyone could kind of play anyone within the conference But something I would love to see is maybe those playing games because those have game seven atmospheres and it'd be so cool to watch like You know, a, a, like somewhat similar to the NCAA tournament like the playing games to get into that round of 64 But in this case the playoffs
0: yeah, I think the league, wa- I mean, I'm, I can't speak for Gary yeah. Bettman, Bill Daly and everything, but I just think the league, after what they went through the past year and a half with COVID, they wanted to get back to a normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, normalcy, where it was what the kind of season, the kind of alignment, the kind of playoff strategy or uh, alignment and brackets and all these kinds of, that we were used to in recent times, right? Pre-COVID. And maybe they'll come around and, and see more of that and realize, you know what? We'd create more of a buzz uh, for our postseason. And this year begins in May. It doesn't begin in April. As I should love be that. interesting. Yeah, I love, yeah, that. I love it because it mm-hmm. just gets away from March, man. Is, even though that's at the beginning of April. But do you know what I mean? gets a right little yeah. from the NBA. And I don't know what it is. I just think May, because all you have is horse racing and mm-hmm. baseball, early season and NBA playoffs, which you'll always have. Hockey's always up against the NBA playoffs. So it really doesn't matter. I so, loved watching the Stanley
1: um, Cup final on July 4th weekend. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, that was cool, too. Yeah, yeah. no, that was cool. But that's, yeah. And so, and now, it, you know, it's going to go into, what is it? Like, end of, end June, of June, June yeah, 30th. Yeah, June. something like that is the last possible. So that's close. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. It's, you know, it's still, you know, when you run the league, you just kind of like, let's see. Let's see if this works. Let's kind of adjust here. But I think that's what this was about. Let's get it back to where we were and then reevaluate.
1: Mm-hmm. And just to wrap things up, I got to ask you about one person who I talk about every episode, just because he's a friend of mine. But as someone who grew up Jewish on Long Island, playing hockey, I got you know you know exactly what's coming. But how cool is it for you just to see a kid like Adam Fox grow up in Jericho, Long Island, win the Norris Trophy on the New York Rangers? Like that's got like for me, it's literally a movie script. Like I, I can't think of anything better. I don't know if anyone could write anything better. So for you, how cool was that to cover and just and just to watch?
0: Yeah, I love him so much. I got to see him and at least talk to him in Chicago on NHL media days. I'm so proud of him. I mean, obviously, I'm old enough to be his mom, but that's how I (laughs) felt, Uh you know, just growing up on Long Island, you know, and all that. And so much in common. And he's such a good kid. And then that's what I loved. Like, we all knew how great a season he had last year, but we know how conservative the league is and how they're not ready to like hear have the greatest award for a defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had one great year and uh-huh. they actually gave it to him. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. He deserved it, but that doesn't mean it's an automatic to get the Norris trophy and he won it. And it was so wonderful. And uh, I think he can build on that. And I actually think he would make a great captain for the New York Rangers. And wow. that's who I would vote for because I don't know how long Chris kreider has got. And I would, I, if I'm, you know, if I'm, you know, whoever it is, the team leaders, and, you know, I'd go up to Gerard Gallant. We have our captain because the head coach, Gerard Gallant, he said it, he would like to have the team pick a captain. Adam Fox gets my
1: vote. Wow. That's that's a bold statement. That's obviously what I'm going to use for a social media clip, because that right there is nice. That's a that's a strong statement. And I obviously agree as his friend. So, uh, you know, I'd love to see him where the where the scene. tell It'd him I'm awesome. a big
0: fan. I already yeah. told him I'm a big fan. But yeah, I mean, he's just uh, God. What a you know, Anna in a season, right in a mm-hmm. year where Henrik Lundqvist and his jersey is being raised to the rafters and beloved New York Ranger. Um, and sadly, we lost an all-time great in Roger Bear. I mean, isn't it wonderful to see a guy like Adam Fox? Uh, I see the leadership. I know he's a baby. I know he's young. But I think he, <laughs> tell, tell him Linda Cohn thinks he's ready to put that C on his sweater.
1: I will happily, happily tell them, but Linda, I want to thank you so much. And I'm, I'm so comfortable to saying that I love you. Like you're awesome. And thank uh, you. hopefully we can meet in person. If I'm yes. ever at, you know, at the garden and, and maybe you're there, I'll uh, shoot you an email or a text or something. And I'd love to meet you and say hi in person. Cause you know, you're, Absolutely. you're an idol.
0: Well, thank you, Johnny. And I just want to say this before I say goodbye for now is the fact that, you know, I applaud you because you created your own stage And I tell young people all the time, they can't worry about what they don't have. You have to go out and make something and create something. And what's the worst that can happen, right? The Mm -hmm. worst that can happen is like, all right, it didn't really take off or or whatever. But you're having fun. You're trying. You're doing something. So if you just stay positive and keep creating this, and it's just we live in a great world where you can have your own stage like this. So I wish you continued success. Um, because you're very good and Thank very you. natural <laughs> you. at your interviewing style. And of course, you know, the game cause you played it.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I guess I'm going to ask you one more thing. If I yeah. get 10, if I get 10 breakaways on you, how many am I scoring?
0: Oh my God. I've never seen you play. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I, I will say you probably will score at, at this point in my career. Uh-huh. Um, probably you'll probably, sc- you got, you bet well, with your have 10, you'd probably score on six <laughs> of the 10. I swear. Okay. I think I can stop four of them.
1: Yeah, you haven't seen me play, though. I, I think I never scored a, a shootout goal in my career, so maybe well, go I go over mean, it.
0: Maybe if it was 20 years ago, I'd say I'd stop 9 to 10. Yeah. But since it's not, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give you, you're going to get the majority. You'll score 60% of the time on me. How
1: 60% of the time works every time. I'll take that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you All so right, much, cool. Linda.
0: Thanks, Johnny.
1: I want to thank Linda Cohn once again for coming on the show like I said in the intro just an absolute legend in every sense of that word. Um super honor that she was able to join me and someone hopefully I could talk to again in the future i'm a huge fan so it was really cool to finally you know have her on this show and like i said hopefully she'll come back on i do want to talk about the rangers upcoming preseason schedule if you're listening to this on friday the day it comes out the rangers are on the road in new jersey tonight against the devils and then back on the road in boston on saturday then back at home in madison square garden against the devils on wednesday and to wrap up the preseason, they are in... I don't know where they're playing this game, actually, but they're playing against the New York Islanders. I assume it would be the Nassau Coliseum. I actually don't even know... Where they're going to play that game, but it says they're on the road against the Islanders on Saturday, the 9th, to wrap up the preseason. So, uh, you know, a lot of fun games to be played. Still got to make the final cuts. Very excited to see the final roster that happens and, and what we uh, put out there for opening night against Washington. Everyone has that game marked in their calendar because Ryan Reese and Tom Wilson, I'm sure, will go at it a bunch. But that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Like I say every week, if you want to ask me any questions or any topics, feel free to email believeinrangers at gmail.com or just shoot me a DM on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm super responsive. So, you know, slide in my DMs, however you want to go about it. I love hearing questions from you guys. Thanks again for listening. Got another episode coming next week. So I'll talk to you all then. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.